Good morning, everyone. Welcome to you. Welcome to those here in the sanctuary and to those who are joining us online via the live stream, either at this time or later in the day or week. The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us worship God on this Advent Sunday. We sing the hymn 273, hymn 273, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
In the book of the prophet Isaiah, we read these words. The watchmen raise their voices and shout together in joy. For with their own eyes, they see the Lord return to Zion. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this new morning and for the privilege of being able to unite our praise with that of all your people throughout the world. As we come before you, we marvel at your love for us, and we rejoice that through your Son, Jesus Christ, we are numbered among your children. Lord Jesus, as we begin our Advent journey, we seek your blessing upon this season of preparation and expectation. Help us to set aside time for you and to order our lives in such a way that whenever you return, you will find us ready to welcome you and to proclaim you Lord and God of all. Eternal God, your word encourages us to look forward to the day when Christ will come to establish his kingdom. Keep us from losing hope when confronted by so much in the world that troubles and concerns us. And grant that seeing your light in the midst of the darkness, we may be strengthened in our faith and so continue the work our Lord began. Almighty God, in this season of challenge and reflection, forgive us for those times when we forget your promises and lose sight of your love, and open our hearts that, enriched by the faith we share, we may come to have a better understanding of who you are and of the great things you have done for us and for the world. This prayer we humbly offer in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. District elders are asked to note that the winter edition of the parishioner and offering envelopes can be uplifted today from the session house. Rosalie Court Christmas Fair is being held in our own parish halls this afternoon from half past one to half past three. If you're free and have time to go along, then your support would be very welcome indeed. I see they're doing some face painting, so if that entices you to go along, then please do so. Those who are going to the Christmas lunch at the golf club a week on Tuesday are asked to pay the remaining balance by a week today or else you'll not get fed. <laughs> the gift service will be next Sunday, unwrapped gifts for children and teenagers, in particular teenage boys, can be taken to the church and placed under the Christmas tree and they will then be given to the Salvation Army to be distributed to those young people who may otherwise not have many gifts at Christmas. So that's the gift service next Sunday morning. There'll be carol services 
in the week beginning Monday the 18th of December, on the Monday at half past two, Rosalie Court Care Home, on the Tuesday at half past two, Westerlands Care Home, and then on the Wednesday the 20th at half past two in Eccles Court. And people to help with the singing will be very welcome indeed. Finally, the Sacrament of Holy Communion will be celebrated later in the service today. So those who are joining us online may wish to have a piece of bread and some cordial or wine prepared in order that you can share in this sacrament. It's good to see some young people with us this morning. I wonder, would you like to come out to the front? Great to see you today. Here we are. Isn't it a cold and frosty morning? Hey? But it's lovely when we look out there and we see everything so white. How good to see you. Now, I've got a wee question for you. Do any of you have to set an alarm to make sure you waken up on time in the morning for going to school? Do you? Charlie, do you have to set an alarm? Oh, the rest of you don't. What about the grown-ups now? Do any of you have to set an alarm just to make sure you get up in time in the morning? <laughs> I don't tend to have to set an alarm because I waken very early, sometimes earlier than I want to be wakened. But there's times when maybe if I've got to be up earlier than normal, I'll set an alarm clock just to be sure that I don't sleep in. Having an alarm clock, indeed, having any type of clock or object that tells us the time is very important. And I wonder how often we check what time it is during an ordinary day, or even how often we check what time it is during a service such as this. Being able to check the time is helpful because it helps make sure that we get to school or to our work or to church on time. It helps us to know when we should eat our meals. It helps us to know not only when to get up in the morning, but when to go to bed at night. Today is a very special Sunday. Do you know what Sunday it is? Have you got a clue? Yes. It's the 3rd of December. Well done. And that means that this year it is the first Sunday of Advent. Advent. Have you heard that word before? Advent. To remind us that we're in Advent, the pulpit fall here has turned purple. And that reminds us that we are in a special season. This is the season when we begin to think about and prepare for Christmas. But it is also the season when we remember that Jesus said... He will return again. 
But he said something very interesting about that. He said, no one knows when that will be. No one knows the day or the hour. Only God knows. And Jesus said, for that reason, you have always got to be ready. Now, I was wondering about that. What do you think we could do to make sure that we were ready so that whenever Jesus comes, he would find that we're ready to welcome him? Is there anything you think we could do? Anything at all? Charlie? You're thinking away carefully there. Good for you. What about if we love God? Do you think that would be something that would be good to do? And maybe if we love one another. Because Jesus said these are the two important commandments. So I think Jesus has given us a clue there as to what we might do to ensure that we're ready for whenever he comes back. Love God and love one another. And wouldn't the world be a far better place if everyone learned to obey these two commandments? Now, thankfully, Jesus has said that we are not to do all these things that he asks of us on our own because his Holy Spirit is with us to help us each and every day. And that is something to encourage us and to ensure that we live our lives the way that Jesus wants us to. Now, today, we also do something else to remind us that we are in Advent. We have changed the pulpit fall to purple. There's something else in the church that isn't normally here at other times in the year. Can you work out what it is? The candles. Now, how many candles are on there? Five. There are five. And there's four that are red, and that tells us there are four Sundays in Advent. And then, when Christmas comes, we light the white one. Now, we'll light one of the candles today to show that we're in Advent. And I think all of you could hold the taper. Would you like to come forward? Because it's quite a long taper, this. And that way you've all helped to light the first Advent candle. Over you come. That's it, the four of you. Don't be shy. <laughs> That's it. Now, all of you, just we hold of the taper there. Is that all right? Well done. There you are. You take a wee hold of it too. You come in as well. Just move round a wee bit. There we are. And if you want to light that candle there, is that okay? That one there. And just hold it against the wick there for a wee second. And then take that candle back, that taper back, and someone like to blow it out. Would that be okay? Oh, well done. I think the young people deserve a round of applause, friends. Thank you very much. Thank you. And so remembering that we have the promise of Jesus to be with us, we sing our next hymn.
which is the hymn 600, Spirit of God, unseen as the wind. <coughs> We turn to the Word of God, to the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, page 569 in the Pew Bible. <clears throat> Hear God's Word. This is the message which Isaiah, son of Amos, received in a vision about Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house will be set over all other mountains, raised high above the hills. All the nations will stream towards it, and many peoples will go and say, Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house 
of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For instruction comes from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations as arbiter among many peoples. They will beat their swords into mattocks, and their spears into pruning knives. Nation will not lift sword against nation, nor ever again be trained for war. Come, people of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And from the Gospel of St. Matthew, we read from chapter 24, beginning at verse 36, page 23 in the Pew Bible. Matthew 24, verses 36 to 44. Yet about that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son, no one but the Father alone. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be when the Son of Man comes. In the days before the flood they ate and drank and married until the day that Noah went into the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. That is how it will be when the Son of Man comes. Then there will be two men in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women grinding at the mill, one will be taken, the other left. Keep awake then, for you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Remember, if the householder had known of what time of night the burglar was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. Hold yourselves ready, therefore, because the Son of Man will come at the time you least expect him. Amen. And thanks be to God for these readings of his own holy word. To his name be the glory and the praise. We sing the hymn 706 to the tune Rudlin, hymn 706, for the healing of the nations.
the first Sunday of Advent. Can you believe it? It seems no time since we were taking down our decorations, and now here we are once again in the lead-up to Christmas. And already there are the comments. This will be your busy time, Gary. It's a time of year that is happy for some, while for others, let's be honest, it can be anything but. I am particularly mindful in these days of parents who do not have much by way of money, yet who understandably seek to make sure their children do not go without especially when other children get what can seem to be more than they need. Advent. It is for people, the people of God, a time of waiting. And it is a time to anticipate not only the birth of our Saviour, wonderful though that is, but also to anticipate that time when he will come again. If you like, this is an in-between time. It is a time when we cannot escape the harsh reality of life, as many know it to be. But it is also a time to continually remind ourselves of the promises of God, of who Jesus Christ is and of what his coming, both the first and the second coming, means for you and for me and for the world. We are told that in these days an increasing number of people do not believe in God. And therefore it follows that Advent will mean nothing to them. If it is a time of waiting, it is waiting for the get-togethers with family and friends. If it is a time of anticipating, it is anticipating what presents one might get, or dare I say it, what might go wrong. But Advent, my dear people, is about so much more. It is a time of waiting, but it is waiting for the coming of Christ and the final establishment of God's kingdom. And it is a time to anticipate, to anticipate what the coming of Christ means. And it means far more than we can fully or truly appreciate. Earlier we read from the book of the prophet Isaiah, a wonderful and interesting individual. He lived some 800 years before our Saviour was born in Bethlehem. It was a time not unlike today, a time of great division, 
and a time when many had turned away from God. His message, in part, is one of judgment, but it is judgment clothed with mercy. Through Isaiah, God calls upon the people to turn again to him. And then he sets before them a most wonderful vision enfolded in a promise. A time will come when peace will prevail and all nations will approach God's holy mountain not only to worship him but to be instructed that they might learn his ways and walk in the light of the Lord. I ask, does this not speak to us and to our tired and weary world today? That call from God to people to turn again to him. It's not too late. And then, isn't it true that there's never a day that passes but we hear of war and trouble in the world? And because of that, there are many people who understandably have lost hope of a day when peace will ever prevail and all people ever live in harmony. And yet, and we cannot escape this, nor do we want to, Advent reminds us that the vision and the promise remain. And does that not inspire us to pray all the more fervently for that day when nation will not lift sword against nation and all people the world over will live as God intended from the very beginning. In the last few weeks, I've enjoyed looking from my study window. My chair at the desk is near the window, and I sit facing this way at my desk, but I can swirl round in the chair, and I'm looking outside. And quite often I do that. Maybe I'm looking for a bit of inspiration. But recently I've been looking out, and it's been lovely to watch the wee birds at the feeders on the tree. And I've also enjoyed watching the blackbirds at the apples that have fallen from the tree. And it's just been lovely. And I've often thought what a lovely photo it would be. However, in this last week, a certain bird has appeared. I don't know what type it is. It might be a young sparrow hawk. But alas, all the birds have disappeared. And I was tempted to take down the feeders 
and to rake up the apples. But I've decided to leave them in the hope that the birds will return, though I know it will take time before they do. Time. Time plays a big part in Advent. We wait to celebrate the birth of Jesus and the fulfillment of the prophecy of old that the Messiah will come. But we also wait for that time when the Messiah will come again. That is the theme of today's Gospel reading. We do not know when Jesus will return. Not even the angels of heaven know that. But in this in-between time, we are to be alert and we are to be ready. But how are we to do that? I recall a poster that had on it the words, Jesus is coming, look busy. Humorous though these words are, I think they contain more than a grain of truth. In this in-between time, this time between the first and the second coming of our Lord, we are to continue his work. And that is no easy task in a world such as this has become. In preparing for today, I came across an article which I found to be of interest. Continuing the work of Jesus means a life of discipleship and of following Jesus regardless of where that might lead. It means being different from our culture and society, not because we desire attention, but because we have been changed by the power of Almighty God. And the article continued, What are the practical consequences of this? In a world concerned with appearance, fashion, and unquestioning compliance, there is a price to pay in continuing the work of Jesus Christ. Can those who preach peace and live a gospel of peace fit easily into a world that settles problems by violent means? Can those whose aim is to live more with less seem any less than odd to a world that is focused on consumption and misplaced materialism? Can those whose God invites and welcomes the least, the last, and the lost to the table fit in a world fixated upon cultural differences rather than our common humanity? Continuing the work of Jesus Christ in this in-between time requires courage and stamina. But let us also remember, 
we have our Lord's wonderful promise that he will be with us to equip and empower us for all that we seek to do in his name. And of this we can be certain. Whatever we do, no matter how small or insignificant we may think it to be, God will bless it abundantly. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. We sing our communion hymn. It is the hymn 473. 473, Thy kingdom come on bended knee, the passing ages pray.
The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. As we come to this table, we are reminded that this is the table of the Lord, and that this banquet has been prepared for those who love him. All who seek to be nourished and sustained in the journey of faith, all who seek wholeness and peace, are welcome here. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Almighty God, breath of peace, giver of life and source of love. Your song of wisdom rang out before the world began. Throughout the ages, the prophets have given us hope for a world where those considered last shall be first. Hatred is overcome by love, and all work together for peace. In this Advent season, we thank you for those who, like Mary, have the strength and courage to give birth to your love in the world. For those who, like the shepherds, dare to seek out the child of Bethlehem. For those who, like the wise men, actively challenge violent and oppressive regimes. Gracious God, we praise you that your everlasting light is shown to us in womb and tomb, in cradle and cross. And therefore we echo the Advent prayer of all your people down through the years. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Loving God, at this time of waiting and watching and working, we pray for all who are close to our hearts, all who are ill or lonely, and all who mourn. Surround them with your love and hold them close to you. Lord God, we pray for this congregation of your people and for the Church of Scotland at this time of challenge and change. We pray for students in training for the ministry, for those who lead services of worship throughout the land, and for all who use their gifts for the building up of your kingdom. Lord, bless your church, and in this Advent season, revive it, that it might truly be a beacon of hope and light in a world of despair and darkness. Eternal God, we pray for the nations of the earth as they strive for justice, for an end to violence, and for that day when the whole earth, acknowledging the reign of Christ, hostility will end, barriers be broken down, and all people be reconciled to one another. <clears throat> and now as we call to mind the events of the night before our Saviour died, we pray your blessing upon these elements of bread and wine, May the bread which we break be for us the communion of the body of Christ, and the cup of blessing which we bless the communion of the blood of Christ, that receiving them in faith, we may be given strength for this in-between time, 
and prepare for that day when the one who came in humility will come again in glory. Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen. <clears throat> According to the holy institution, example, and command of our Lord, and as a memorial of him, we do this who on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood, Whenever you drink it, do it in memory of me.
Eat this, the bread of heaven. Drink this, the cup of salvation.
The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us pray. Christ, who came in humility, you will come again in glory. As we wait for that day, we thank you for your unfailing goodness and kindness to us, and we dedicate ourselves anew to you, the one who from age to age is the same and worthy of all honour, glory and praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The closing hymn is hymn 192, hymn 192, All My Hope on God is Founded.
May God the Father give us a fresh vision of his kingdom. May Christ his Son cleanse us from sin and open the way for us to life everlasting. May the Holy Spirit fill us with love and make us ready for the day of our Lord's coming. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore.